turn one soul ring. I started playing Hearthstone like 2015, maybe. Yeah, I think. What is? What's the? What? What? Like, the, what's the year now? 2019. Oh, okay. Because like I really wanted to play Hearthstone and it wasn't available yet, and then there was a very few people that got like closed beta things. Right. And so I was watching Day Nine play Hearthstone before oh, Hearthstone was he's like. A, he's a good streamer. Like, I love. I, him. I love watching him. I used to watch him all the time, and then like seeing him where he is now, where he just like. Does a bunch of casting and stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, he, he hosts the uh, PC gaming show at E3 every year. Yeah, and he did do a really interesting show for a while uh, for like Magic, and he would have people like on and oh. talk about their Magic history. Like he yeah. had he had Joseph Gordon-Levitt on yeah. one episode. Yeah. Like that was very interesting. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt had all this like all these old, old cards, stuff. like some Power Nine pieces. Oh, just yeah. like it's <laughs> so, like I just have these in a box. Because <laughs> I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> but he had some, like, real good cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he always made a really big point about hitting blue and hitting counter spells. So that's probably why he enjoys Hearthstone so much, right? Is there's no... Yeah, he's, no he's not a fan magic. of blue. Well, he probably <laughs> hates the card counter spell. He probably hates secrets in general. Yeah. Um, oh, is there one... Is there an actual, like... Well, there's that. well, there there are like some classes have secrets, like okay. pal- paladin, hunter, and mage have secrets, and one of the mage secrets is counterspell. Oh, cool! So the way the secrets work are they you cast them on like I cast a secret on my turn, yeah, and yeah. then it stays up as a secret, and you can see that I have a secret up. You just don't know what it does. You don't know what it does. Yeah. It's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then when you do something on your turn, yeah. If it triggers my secret card, then the secret is triggered. So if you try to cast a spell and I have counterspell up, it counters that spell. But you can... The thing about Hearthstone and secrets, unlike magic, is you can play around the secrets because you're kind of in complete control. So if you have the coin and and a mage has a secret up, you're like, okay, I'll just coin. All right, it wasn't counterspell. I'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know what the secrets are, you know, you can play and you're like, okay, it's probably like this or this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, most of the time you can play around it, so it's not as, um, it doesn't feel as much like I can't. It's it's not like blue white control where you're just like, um, I guess I'll just go to time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm just gonna take a long time to think about my turn, and maybe hopefully we go to time. You know, that's that's sort of how I deal with blue white control in modern. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but also lantern control. That's also how I deal with lantern control. Is it still running around modern? No. Not really, but Kevin had the joy of running into this kid that had lantern control. Oh, just loved it? Well, the kid was loving it. He was laughing a lot. Oh. Well, as long as he's enjoying himself, right? Yeah, sure. That's, sure. I mean, (laughs) you know, you want to, like, you don't just, like, you know, you do want to enjoy yourself and what you're doing, but you also want to be considerate of other people. Well, I mean, like... I know that's strange coming from me, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably just, like, an avid solitaire player. Could be. Yeah, could be. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if there's any solitaire tournaments. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff for everything out there, so... There's there's rock, paper, scissor tournaments. (laughs) Okay, maybe not everything. (laughs) Like, that's... There are. There are. Are you serious? I'm serious. It's preposterous, but there are rock, paper, scissors... Paper, scissors, tournaments. Yeah, I believe it. There's strategy behind rock, paper, scissors. There's like yeah, some, sure. some, some psychology <laughs> like that goes into getting an edge. I think it's more psychology than that, that, that you know, because it is like relatively random. I think, I think you have a better chance at winning if you can read your opponent 
before you throw hands than sort of understanding the <laughs> variability of rock, paper, scissors. But yeah, it seems it seems it seems very high variance. Seems a little less complicated than magic. Well, there's no, there's no stack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's only three things you can do. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, and you, you both share priority. <laughs> yeah, there's no priority. It's like, this is, it's all happening now. It yeah. all happens at the same time. Yeah. More of a dexterity game. It's like, oh, no, gotta, I got the. It's, gotta, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a hand. Yeah, I wonder what kind of, like, disqualifications there are in a rock, paper, scissors tournament. Right? Like, if your hand, if your hand gesture isn't clear enough. Yeah. What is the. Yeah, like you've got like a like a half-ass scissors and it like looks the, kind of like like, like this? torn paper, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, torn paper's nothing. You, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well, hey everybody, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. This is Turn One Soul Ring. Uh, I'm Kevin and I'm Eric. And today on the show we have special guest Riley. I feel so special. You are special. Thank you. I'm glad yeah. you do. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, we've we've brought Riley back. When did we when did we have you on last, Riles? It was, was a spark. For, no, it was, it was for the Eldrain. Oh, we had Eldrain. 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 That's right. It seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Hey, that's what happens when they don't give us like a when they don't announce like a um, a, set? a holiday set. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about that <laughs> in the last episode, but they did do the gift edition. Yeah. Right. That was kind of their holiday thing. It's like a new product thing. Yeah. Right. They've right. done gift editions in the past, though. They have, and they've yeah. they've changed them. Like the last couple of years, they were those shitty gift boxes yeah. with the packs oh, and uh, and the promos. But this year, I kind of like what they did because they give Wait, you. Are you talking about the box that you store cards in? Yeah. No, no, no. The, the like square. The, the square. No, because they used to do that. Yeah. The the that nice box that you could store cards in. Yeah. Yeah. Last time was Kaladesh, I think. But the last couple of years, like with Amoncat and Our Devastation, they did those oh, like yeah. the plastic yeah. it's like, inserts, it's like and you have the three packs, like kind of like cards. trying to feel like Pokemon. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. right. And they had yeah. like the Kari Zev and and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, promos. That's right. But now that now they've done, they've just taken a um, a bundle. bundle. Yeah, and they've thrown in a collector's pack. They've given you an, another oversized dice. Otherwise, everything is the same. The the, the, art the on box the is is a foil box. It's pretty. It's very nice. Yeah, but really, you're just because a, a bundle's like f- around fifty dollars Canadian. Yep. And then you throw in a collector's booster, which is like thirty dollars Canadian. So if you're paying like around eighty, you know that's. That's that's fine. That's yeah. a that's that's like a reasonable price. They're not yeah. gouging us no. for for this item, so I think it's a cool kind of, you know, kind of gift product if yeah. you want to get that. And and you know, it's great for the grandmas. It's better than what they've been, what they did with those like our devastation <laughs> Amonkhet products. Way better because it's it like is, it, it is more expensive. For sure. Um, but <laughs> I think it still is a better thing because if somebody does buy this for you, you're a lot more happy with that than oh with yeah. Those. And grandma and grandpa have the money. Sure. Let's not kid ourselves here. They're just, they're, not, they're not doing anything with that money. It's for us. Yeah. They're saving it for their 4 p.m. dinner. Give me dinner. some magic product. <laughs> no, Eric, the money that they save from those 4 p.m. dinners pays there we go. for our gift right. edition. Sorry. And I actually picked one up, and I had a good oh, uh, cool. uh, collector's booster. What'd you um, get in it? I, I got a full, I, I got a, a, a full art uh, or uh, Yorvo. Ooh. And I got a full art foil. Um, what is the white artifact? 
the Circle of Loyalty. Is that what yeah. it is? Mm. So I got that. And I also got a Showcase Foil Murderous Rider. Oh, nice. Ooh. Which was very nice. Ooh. And, um... You know, I got some other showcase cards. Like it really does That's, come out to like, like worth something like though. like plus thirty dollars, like in a lot of the packs. So I think you are you know, I got my money's worth for sure. Like I got my money's worth from the um just the collector's booster for the um bundle. You know, not to mention the ten packs, which I haven't even opened yet, but I did get like a um I got a murderous rider in one of the other packs. Yeah. I got a um What's that one that just got banned? The green one? The uh, the sorcery? Once Upon a Time? Once Upon a Time? No, I got one of those. It's an instant. Yeah. It's an instant, yeah. yeah. And like, that's, I mean, it got banned in standard, but it's great in modern. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to hold a lot of its value. But yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a good product. You know, it's just, it, at the end of the day, I just don't want to feel like I'm sort of spending more money than I'm getting yeah. out of a, out of a oh, magic yeah, product, sure. right? At least you want the, the uh, appeal that like, like a like like a scratch ticket or like the lottery where like I might get something good right I might get my money back and break even. <laughs> yeah. it, um, it's it's always fun cracking an uh, alternate extended art uh, sure foil oko or of course you know, something like that <laughs> and like it is really fun opening a pack of cards that are like all of these are gonna be foil or like alternate art or something and it's like I even got like a Rowan like non foil from the 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 one from the planeswalker deck so like oh, okay. even that's fun yeah. you know like that's not a high value card but it's just like you know getting all those sweet cards in one pack it's just like it's a fun especially it's, it's a fun if, experience if open a lot of magic packs mm-hmm. it's a fun experience to have this like really cool high-end like look at all these foils we can get and like different like arts and stuff for like, sure yeah yeah it's a lot of fun it's it's kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> i feel like riley has some input <laughs> input yeah you yeah. just like into hey. fun? No, Riley, Riley likes to have fun. I, sometimes. <clears throat> let's not get carried away. Yeah, let's not get, get carried away here, for sure. <laughs> sure. But uh, we, we brought Riley on the show today because we wanted to uh, deck tech. We wanted to explain one of his decks that we've played against in the past. Yeah. Um, it is a H- Halar the Fire Fletcher deck. Commander yeah. deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very unassuming. Kicker it, Tribal. Yeah. Kicker Tribal, yeah. It is very unassuming. And we, uh, we've, we, now, we and I mean, now, time. now we, we did. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, we've lost to it a couple of times, and now we just, you know, it's like, don't let Riley, do, basically don't re- let don't Riley let do Riley anything. Don't let Riley go off. Yeah, just don't He's let him do off. anything. <laughs> I think that's just, like, the standing agenda, is is don't let Riley go off. Well, you always go off. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what we're so supposed we gotta, to do. Yeah, we gotta stop you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Stop him. <laughs> I feel like that's just kind of what happens in our play group. It's like just don't let anyone go off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like we just like we're just shifting the power from person to person until somebody gets enough of an edge so that they can go off. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but somehow the saying has always been Riley. Yeah. Well, I just There's something about how he, Riley goes off. It's very that <laughs> it's, it's very... just like I don't it puts a it just puts an awful taste in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you know? it's not personal. <laughs> no, I know. You know I think I would, I would think like I'd prefer it if it was personal. Looping counter spells out of the wow. graveyard. That was yeah, bad taste. Yeah, yeah, just shutting down the whole game and playing on everybody else's turn. That's, like, uh, nobody else gets to play. Well, they get to play. I just play with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with. We're sharing a turn. Yeah. 
It's just fine. Just <laughs> let me play. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> so before we get to the deck tech today, we are going to cover some magic news, some some stuff that's noteworthy in the world of magic. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the mystery booster set. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, pretty much all the details from that set have been released at this point. And it, uh, the set was designed for a chaos draft um, environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it contains mostly reprint cards from earlier set, uh, sets. Each convention booster also contains a test card, which may be used in draft. But we're not going to see those because we didn't go to any conventions. Um. The set is not standard legal, and the main set... The, yeah, so, what if it was? Surprise. <laughs> Mana Crypt and standard? <laughs> the, the main set contains 1,694 cards. Whoa. Yeah. Of equal rarity. That's something that I... Um, lo- when I looked it up, it said it contains that many cards of equal rarity. But that's not... That can't be an accurate... Because like what that means to me is that all the cards will be you know if if if, like, if, if one's commons? a mythic they'll all be mythics you know, and just apply that to every rarity. I'm not quite sure what that means. And, yeah. Anyways, the uh, the retail edition of the mystery booster f- fills the special test card slot with 121 possible foil cards. These foil cards are different cards than those found in the main set. So we have an oppor- so in each pack you have an opportunity to open one card that is not a part of that sixteen hundred and ninety four card set. <laughs> so like I think we like we're gonna have to like go to a store and like draft this set for oh, sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean I've been drafting like dollar store packs for <laughs> for an eternity. <laughs> My you entire know, life. Draft draft chaff dollar store packs. That's it's it, honestly like the best way to chaos draft. And I think Wizards is just you know. <laughs> taking the same principle and foiling. Well, they. I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised that it took them this long to realize it's like, hey, we can make money doing this. Yeah. Right. And yeah, like, chaos draft's a big thing. The, and the thing about these mystery boosters uh, packs is that the cards they're they don't have a new set symbol. They have the original oh. set symbol. So are these just cards that they have sitting? on pallets that they open from packs from old sets? No, not quite, because they actually have a little Planeswalker symbol in the bottom left corner. You're right, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're new prints, just with the original set symbol. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they did the bare minimum of... Uh, of kind of legwork. Yeah. You know. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, they they have the original... uh, It's the original card, but then they have the... uh, And that's good for um, long-term value, because you know, card older cards can maintain a higher value than sure. newer cards, especially foils. But um, I think all the reprints in the main set aren't going to be foil. And then we, and then we, so you have kind of a better chance of getting the the foil cards in the the foil slot, and that'll just fill like the basic land slot that we normally see in a uh, in a regular pack. And I don't know if they've said whether or not they're going to have tokens. Because usually we, you know, it's a 15-card booster, but usually it's 16 cards because yeah. you have the token yeah. in a regular standard set. But that's also been the case for the master sets of the last few years, right? Hmm. Anyway, so that like that's going to be fun. And that comes out in mid-March sometime, uh, the, that set that set comes out. So mm-hmm. 
when the time comes, we will... Uh, Which we'll, I thought was kind of interesting because I thought we were going to be getting some sort of like November, December, like Christmas set. I, yeah, I thought we were going to get like an Ultimate Masters kind of just like, yeah. hey, if you had any money left from holiday shopping, you don't now. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of set. But uh, yeah, they... Um, they, I think they're just doing the gift edition, and that's it. They're just like, yeah. they're just playing it cool, which is great. Because next it's year fine. with all the commander products, we're gonna, we're not gonna have any money. Yeah, at least, at so. least they're giving us a little bit of room to breathe, <laughs> considering all the products that have just come out in quick su- succession. For sure, it's almost yeah. like a calm before the storm. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna reprint storm? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Riley. It's ten on the storm. Can't, like the, oh, the storm, storm scale, scale. Yeah, yes, yeah. no. But then there was that Modern Horizons card, uh, Stormcrow. No, wait, no, no. They they did make a no. It was Crow, the life- Crow Storm was in Unstable. Mm. That that was basically a storm card that gave you storm. There was that green spell that uh, gained you. Oh, life. gained three life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that was called. That was from Modern Horizons. I think that's the most fixed storm card there possibly could be. Yeah. Just, just gonna gain some life against burn. Thank you. Yeah, I just don't much. know how you could think that wasn't a broken mechanic. It's just like... Eh, it's early on in the game. <laughs> it's not that early on. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so the next thing we want to talk about here for um, the uh, the noteworthy stuff here is the banned and restricted announcement from earlier this week. Uh, hey, yo. It made was, me want to uh, play more Arena. Yeah, it was Monday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, November 18th. So... What was banned in standard was Oko, Thief of Crowns, Once Upon a Time, and Veil of Summer. Goodbye. That's right. (laughs) And Oko, Thief of Crowns was also banned in Brawl. Ren and Six was banned in Legacy. Great. And and, and Narset, Parter of Veils was restricted in Vintage because nothing gets banned in Vintage. Mm -hmm. It only Mm -hmm. gets restricted. And Oko being banned in Brawl, just to clarify, like that's banned in Paper Brawl because they wanted to align Arena and Paper Brawl. Because originally they banned it in Arena Brawl, but okay, that's right. I remember that. That was like a that was like a week before that. So they realized that it was a little bit weird to have two separate band lists. It is weird, very weird. (laughs) So I like the idea that they're keeping it consistent, even though I don't think Brawl and Paper is going to be huge. But it is it is popular on, on Arena right now. And it's a good thing that they still just banned it because, like, that was really broken. They're like, hey, the one thing that can turn off Oko is banned, and Oko can turn off anyone else's creature commanders. So yeah. it's like, and you could, Yeah, cool. you could run Oko as a commander. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, Oko's just broken. It's really good to see that they actually did go and ban Oko. Um, they didn't just ban, like, cards around the deck. They were like, this card's a problem. What, the last turn it was, like, 70% of decks are using Oko. I thought they might just ban um, Nissa, who shakes the world. Nissa and Crosses. And I would just be like, all right. Like, all right, let's keep going. I'm glad I don't play standard. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm really glad that they, like, it is their kind of, like, flagship card for the set. Um, Even after the banning, I was looking at MTG Socks. It was kind of interesting because it did go, it had a dip. But then it just went, like, right back up. Mm-hmm. Because it's a really good card. It's seen play modern and, and legacy and stuff st- as well. It's it's the same thing with Once Upon a Time and Veil of Summer. Like, those both see have been seeing... Veil of Summer more so in modern yeah. has been seeing play. But, like, they really haven't taken a huge uh, value hit. Uh, which is probably... At, at the sign part, of a strong card. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally. But probably <laughs> part of... Watsi's decision to ban the cards out in standard because that way 
um, enfranchised standard players can still flip those cards for standard staples and they're not just completely out that money because if 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 it was like Sunday, November 17th, I bought a place at Oko's, you know, I'm not completely fucked, right? I can still flip those cards and buy something else because they're still playable in in modern, which is nice. I'm sure that added to the decision. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's nice to see that they did get rid of these other cards because green has been really oppressive right now in oh, standard yeah. format. Once upon a time just makes it have um, so much um, consistent mana bases early on because you can just mm-hmm. cast that card and get uh, yeah. I don't think more s- consistent like turn two ogos essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a free spell is a little too powerful for standard. A little bit, I yeah. think so. I think you know it might be too powerful for modern, but I don't. It's, you know, I don't think we're going to see the format shift around once upon a time. No, I think there's there's enough of a card pool that it can take it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Another funny thing I I kind of thought of and mentioned about Veil of Summer is that we have a card that we see a lot in modern called um, Cryptic Command. It's a format of counter spell that has choose two. Two of the things that are chosen a lot is counter target spell, draw a card. Wait, you're saying that. M- people don't choose what is it tap tap like, tap all creatures opponent control tap all creatures and stuff or the bounce one are still chosen but mm-hmm. the most chosen ones <laughs> <laughs> are counter and draw um veil of summer does that for one mana not four mm-hmm. <laughs> well it's it's essentially um what is it autumn autumn's veil autumn's veil autumn's veil? no autumn's uh veil of autumn it, veil of autumn is it veil yes. of autumn but no, no, but no! It, it, it is. It it's just, Autumn's Veil. Is it Autumn's Veil? It is. We're not oh gonna. We're not boy. looking this up. Okay. <laughs> it's Autumn's Veil. I believe you. But it, it it almost is the same thing. But it doesn't cantrip. Exactly. That's what makes yeah. Veil of Summer so good. Yeah, because yes. it replaces, replaces itself. Yes. Yes. Hands exactly. Down. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a good. Uh... You know, sometimes Watsi makes the right decision. Sometimes. Yes, and they did when with this standard, you know, brought like with legacy and vintage. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow those formats, but with standard, I think this is this is a good this is a good banning. I also do yeah. want to talk about the legacy and vintage bannings, especially legacy. Uh, Running six was running rampant in that format. It made the teamer delver deck extremely powerful. I think on MTGO it was like a fifty five percent win rate or something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, and it was just up there. And so seeing them actually ban Run in 6 was really nice because apparently Legacy was getting kind of less fun to play in because the uh, Teamer Javel deck was just so strong. Well, you could just, like, Wasteland lock somebody out of the game. Exactly, because Wasteland is legal, right? So yeah. that's rough. <laughs> is Stripmine legal? No. No, but is Wasteland it, is. Is it restricted in Vintage? Yes. I'm sure it is. It's so good. Probably. It must be. It must Actually, be. I could be wrong on that. I don't know the up-to-date restricted list. but um, And it was really interesting for Renan 6, Canadian. He's down. He, he like, dropped 40 bucks. Well, I'm, I'm glad. To, I'm glad. To like, 100? I'm, yeah. I'm, well, yeah, I'm glad I sold mine when they were, like, you know, 120. Oh. I still wish I bought them so I could have played them in modern, but. Yeah, I bought so. $40 on pre-release. <laughs> Uh, for my uh, Lord Windgrace deck that I no longer have. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, what happened? I just turned it into a Gitrog deck because uh. it's just more consistent. <laughs> 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 it just reverted back. Yeah, of course. 
So the last thing here that uh, I'd like to talk about is that uh, recently Magic the Gathering was um, enshrined into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Super cool. The the American National Toy Hall of Fame. We don't have a Toy Hall of Fame. Why don't you talk to me when it's Canadian? Whoa. Oh. So the National Toy Hall of Fame is an American Hall of Fame that recognizes the uh, con- contributions of toys and games that have su- sustained their popularity for many years. And there's only 63 toys and or games that have been enshrined in this Hall of Fame. Is, is like the Rubik's Cube in there? The Rubik's Cube is in there. Nice. A couple of others are a ball. Slinky? A, Slinky's in there. Nice. A uh, playing cards are in there. So nice. some pretty like standard stuff is in there. All there's right. like there's other stuff. That's you pretty can, cool. You can check it out. We'll have a link to the uh, the Toy Hall of Fame in the in the <laughs> show notes. But I just thought you know it was uh, their their sort of um, their metric for putting putting a, a toy or a game into their Hall of Fame is uh, it seems like it's it's that it's sort of been around for a long time. It's it's maintained its popularity. And that it is something that children would be interested in. Interesting. Okay. So well, I'm glad to hear that Magic the Gathering is on par with the ball. The ball, yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear. I mean that I, I think you're I mean I think you're kinda of joking here, but <laughs> I think that actually is a good it's, thing. Yeah, it's because if we think about it, like yeah. a ball is pretty prolific. Yeah. In terms of toys and, and magic yeah, who is hasn't played with the ball. And I think there's more of a barrier to entry <laughs> when it comes to magic. So, you know, comparing yeah. those two things, you know, I, th- <laughs> I think it is a good thing, honestly. <laughs> but anyways, um, let's get to let's get to the deck. All, All right. right. We're going to get to the deck. <clears throat> so but before we get to the, the cards of the deck. Um, I just kind of wanted to talk about the experience that we've had playing against Riley's Halar, the Fire Fletcher deck. Um, and I I think it's pretty, like, you know, we saw that it's an uncommander, right? Mm-hmm. It's an uncommon. And uh, it's, uh, I, I thought it was kind of like, you know, Riley pulled this out and I'm like, yeah, this is like, you know, this is like probably one of Riley's janky decks. <laughs> Just another one. (laughs) And it kind of came out of nowhere and was very explosive. And, you know, I was surprisingly dead at a very early turn. You're like, wow, I'm actually taking a lot of damage from this creature. Yeah. Just from him casting spells. Yeah. In its parts, it's still very janky. Sure, of sure. course. But it, as a whole, it uh, it does pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it actually does. It was surprising at how we were like, kind of like, oh. this. I think like, the speed with which it killed us yeah. was very surprising. Um, and like, I, I you know, we uh, the, the, the first few times I played against it, I didn't really get a lot of a board together before I was like, oh, I mean, Riley keeps doing stuff. And <laughs> it's just like my life total is dwindling. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that was that was sort of the uh, the initial experience with the deck. Um, it is a very like really cool tuned deck that works well off of the commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you if you have to keep c- casting the commander, you're kind of fucked, right? Basically, and I think I think that's one of its weaknesses um, is is the fact that it's not like a tr- I wouldn't consider it a true Voltron deck, but it's very much in that realm mm-hmm. of leaning on the commander's ability. Because a lot of the cards are trash. 
and they're only there for the kicker ability. Right. Right. right? You sure. just want to trigger Halar. Which I guess, I guess means we should talk about what Halar actually does. Yeah, let's let's read Halar. All right. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, you to do it. your deck. All right. Halar the Fire Fletcher is a legendary elf archer. Uh, they have Trample. They're a 3-3. Three, three. And whenever you cast a spell, if it was kicked, put a plus one, plus one counter on Halar, and Halar deals damage equal to the number of plus one, plus one counters on it to each opponent. Now, notably, if their ability is on the stack and Halar dies... Mm-hmm. It will use last known information. So it's going to use whatever amount of counters on it when it dies, and the ability will still happen. Right. So yeah. that's kind of an interesting inter- interaction because the counter won't have the opportunity to go on it. Right. But it will use whatever it knew about. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so before we get to the cards in the deck, uh, I, I did look up a little bit of Halar lore. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, if you're interested in elves, you know, you can it's keep, pretty keep cool. your ears peeled. All right, so <laughs> Halar was a Llanowar elf archer born on the night of a legendary negotiation between the Staprion and Kelfay elves. Ooh. The Staprion are one of the Llanowar elf hames on Dominaria, and, and a hame of elves is uh, like a euphemism for a, a tribe, essentially. The nomadic and militaristic Staprion elves live on the forest floor in the shadowy heart of the Llanowar woods. Much of Llanowar's fearsome reputation has been earned and maintained by the Staprion. The Kelfe Elves, on the other hand, live in waterproof dwellings in the canopy of the Llanowar Forest and are closely bonded with the Kavu. At birth, each Kelfe is given a Kavu, usually one that is born on the same day. They are raised together and taught to trust each other. Wouldn't that be nice if you had, like, a pet that was... Trustworthy? Well... Just like born in this, there's there's something there's something very like kindred that they're born in the same day. You know, it's like I mean, you know, if you have a pet that's not trustworthy, I think that's you probably shouldn't ride it. Probably, yeah, you probably. definitely shouldn't ride it. I don't even know if you should take it home. So uh, Halar comes from the Kelfe tribe, and Halar uses a genderless pronoun that reflects their ambiguous identity. Halar's carefully control uh, Halar's carefully controlled fire magic burns in their fiery arrows and in the eyes of their bonded Kavu Sarahane. And that that is the Kavu depicted in the art for yeah. this card. Um, and if you're interested in more lore like this, uh, Eric and I have a few dedicated lore episodes coming down the pike for our Patreon bonus content next month. Ooh. Yeah. So it's been uh it's been pretty rich, let me tell you. <laughs> so um, I, I think we talked a bit a bit about this, but but Riley, could you just give us a bit of a just an explanation at, at how this deck wins? Sure. So Halar obviously is kind of the main game plan. Um, we really care about their ability to get those counters on them and kick spells to trigger that ability and deal damage and try to spread around that damage as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Kind of as we're kicking spells or as we're putting counters on Halar, we're also creating a big trampling threat as well that can be used to <laughs> smack somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got this uh, kicker, like primary synergy, but it's got this secondary synergy of caring about plus one, plus one counters. So you'll kind of notice the themes between the two throughout. There's going to be a number of kicker spells that you would never see in Commander because they're 
pretty janky, horrible cards. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've also got some creatures that either care about counters or put counters on things and just try to help Halar get past the finish line and, and um, make it so that when you do kick a spell, it's going to have the most punch uh, available to it. Yeah, and, and really, when, whenever I think whenever you see uh, on a card uh, the words each opponent... Mm-hmm. You should you should kind of give that a lot of deference for the commander format. Oh, yeah, because sure. that is a very powerful effect. Yeah, or it it certainly can be potentially abused. Yeah, for the format. Yeah, hundred percent. Or sometimes I play the card limit or something like that, and I remember that it hits my opponent. Um, but then you always have to check because it's like, is it good for commander? Does it say each opponent? Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're there. <laughs> for sure. Also, I think Kalar is kind of cool because we have. You could say, I guess, limited all-star cards yeah. that would never see play in Commander, <laughs> but because they're kickers, they get some Commander spotlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just one of those homes in Commander where like you would otherwise never see these cards being played, mm-hmm. but it just only <laughs> tends to synergize with this deck exactly. And... Um, yeah, and, and yeah, a, a lot of fun. And you have so much draft chaff that probably putting this together <laughs> is just like this is this is nothing. Well, there is definitely some <laughs> weird cards that you'll see that um, I had to go out of my way to purchase. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dominario definitely helped with respect to the kicker theme, and of course, Holar comes from Dominaria, um, so there's a lot of support coming that way. Uh, but there's definitely some old cards from like Invasion and. Uh, in that time that I never heard about until I was researching this deck and building this deck. So Jeez, you're, making, you're making me feel old. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the deck categories. So first up, we have a ramp, and we'll just um, uh, we usually just like read off every single card. So we'll just kind of take turns uh, doing it. So Riley, sure. why don't you read off this first card here? Sure. Uh, the first one we have it's Elfheim Druid. So one and a green, you got a creature elf druid that can tap to add a green, or can tap to add two green, but you can only spend the two green to cast kicked spells. Whoa. Uh, it's a zero two, so you're not beating in with it unless you manage to slap a few counters on it, but <laughs> really this is just uh, a mana dork that gets a little bit better when you care about kicking your spells. Yeah, it's like two mana to, yeah. to, uh, to get two mana. So next up we have Grow from the Ashes. It's two and a green for a sorcery with Kicker 2. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If this spell was kicked, instead search your library for two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Untapped. Yeah, that's right. Which I think isn't so bad of a spell. Like obviously you can do this with, I think, no, untapped. Untapped, yeah. Yeah, because I think... That's really nice. Because Explosive Vegetation is still tapped yep. for the 4-mana, so... Yeah, no, it's it's only um, Sky Shroud Claim that, like, you're paying less mana to bring two force into play, yeah. untapped. Um, so Grow from the Ash is actually a pretty good uh, it's ramp really, card. It's, it is a really good ramp spell, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good budget <clears throat> include in, like, most green decks, I would say, if, if you're looking for a budget card. And this is a relatively budget deck. Like, this deck on deck this, stats is 192.79. Yeah. It was originally built uh, as part of our budget meta, 
there's definitely some cards now in it that are not fitting within that $5 meta that we had. Right. Yeah. But I, I initially built it with that meta in mind. So you know, it Riley, is you, need to, you need to forget about that $5 meta. Okay? I, I, I have. Like... And I, 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 I tried to move past it. There's definitely, <laughs> definitely a couple of cards that are, that are getting up there. Uh, so <clears> next <throat> up is a creature, the Fertilid. Two of anything in green for an elemental. Zero, zero. Fertilid enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. You may pay one in a green to remove a plus one plus one counter from Fertilid. Target player searches their library for a basic land card, puts on the battlefield tapped, and chops to life. I like this. I like cards like this because you don't, I mean, generally you're going to target yourself. Yeah. But you could always be like, hey, you know, you're not doing so good, Oh, buddy. you're playing mono white. Here yeah, you go. Yeah, here you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're playing mono white Voltron. Hey, how about we make a deal where yeah. you don't attack me for the rest of the game? I'll yeah. get you this one land. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good deal. More notably, I mean, like, it does synergize well with the plus one, plus one counter theme in the fact that I can get more counters on it and just have a repeatable ramp. Yeah, yes. So that's really why it's there. Uh-huh. All right. Next up, we have Gyre Sage. One and a green for an elf druid. It has Evolve. So Evolve is basically if a creature enters the battlefield, if it has greater power or greater toughness, you put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. And she can tap to add green to your mana pool for each plus one, plus one counter on her. And she's a base one, two. So again, plus one, plus one counter synergy. The more counters you get on yeah, her, the, the, the more, more mana you get. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Everflowing Chalice. It's a zero mana artifact with multi-kicker two. You may pay an additional two any number of times as you cast this spell, just in case anyone didn't know how multi-kicker worked. Everflowing Chalice enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it for each time it was kicked. Add a colorless mana for each charge counter on Everflowing Chalice. I gotta say, I've probably cast Everflowing Chalice for two more times than uh, I've cast it for any other, you know, CMC. Oh yeah, yeah. It's generally like a two. Yeah, you're paying <clears throat> you're paying four mana for two. Flexible mana rock. Yeah. No, it's great. No, <laughs> yeah. I love Everflowing. I've cast it for zero. And I usually wouldn't put a card like this in a green deck because there's other better uh, ramp options. Sure. The fact that it has kicker attached to it. Yeah. Is, is exactly of course. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is the good old Sakura Tribelder. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this card before. One I don't think anything... so. I've never seen really? this card. Okay. <laughs> well, for you, one of anything in a green for a Snake Shaman 1 1, you may sacrifice Sakura Tribelder. Search library for a basic land card and put it on the battlefield. Yeah. So before we move on to the next card, um, a, a lot of people at, that I play with at stores and they play this card, they say, what do they say when they play it? It Steve. sounds like they're saying Steve. I say Steve. But it's because it's S-T-E? Yeah. It's not Steve. It's just Steve. Just say Steve. <laughs> I like Steve. I like Steve too. I, like, I, love, I love a good Steve. He's an old but, man. I don't know. I just feel like he's a Steve. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I just like... Why? <laughs> okay. Next up we got Cultivate, uh, two and a green for a sorcery that you can search your library for up to two basic land cards. Reveal those cards, put them into your... Uh, put one onto the battlefield, one into your hand, and shuffle your library. So, I mean, yeah. we're playing green, we're playing Cultivate. Yeah, just... yeah. Next up we have Soul Ring. Not, hey. gonna, not gonna read that. The show. Uh, yeah, turn one Soul Ring. It's, it's a good play. Unless you're playing in our league, then you're gonna lose points. <laughs> 
So I on the first turn. On the first turn, only the first yeah. turn, which yeah. is you know the only turn that it really matters. <laughs> <laughs> so next up we have a primal growth. It's two in green for a sorcery. It has kicker, sacrifice a creature. Search your library for a basic land card, put it, that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. If Primal Growth was kicked, instead search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. They're not even tapped. What? Oh! That's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's next level. That's really I good. I like it. <clears throat> uh, next up, we have Kodama's Reach. It's two of any in green for a Cultivate. Yeah, it's just cultivate, right? <laughs> For an arcane cultivate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can splice like, it into arcane. Yeah. <laughs> you can splice something onto it. Onto it. Yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I can so worry. Right You're not gonna have to worry about it in this deck. I okay, don't think great. I have any arcane. Right, moving moving on. On. I'm glad I don't have to be further embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we've got Farseek. One and a green for a sorcery, and you can search your library for a plains, island, swamp, or mountain card and put it onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle your library. So just Looks like you duels. can't search for a You can't forest, search for though. a forest, but yeah. I've got a number of duels that have <laughs> mountain on it, so you can fix your mana that way. Cool. Fixin'. Always be fixin'. A- ABF? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Um... <laughs> All right, next, the, the last card in the ramp section we have here is a Gruel Signet. It's uh, two mana for an artifact. You pay one, tap it, to add a red and a green to your mana pool. Just, like, just do it. You just know? do it. Just get no, to it. No, literally no downside to this card. I mean, the only downside is it's an artifact, and, you know, it can be vandalistic. But... No downside. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So after the ramp section, moving on to this good old section of card advantage. Yeah, I like that Riley did card advantage and... No, he only did card advantage. Okay. What were you thinking? I thought he would. I thought he did card advantage and card draw, but he's no. just like, no, nah, it's all advantage, It's dog. all advantage, man. Yeah, all advantage. <laughs> there's, not, there's no downside here. <laughs> card, that's what we should do, like a section for card disadvantage, there right? Go, yeah. Vampiric tutor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this first one I like a lot. Uh, Rishar's Espertise. Oh, Four so minutes and two green. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. With Halar getting beefed up, I'm sure that's... Yeah, it's definitely nice. Yeah. Uh, and then as well, you may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. It should be you may cast a card with converted mana cost like X or less, where X is the power, creature, the, the power of the creature with the highest. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But it wouldn't really fit <laughs> with the with the cycle they had going nope. uh, for Aether Revolt. No, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Lifecrafter's Bestiary. This is an artifact for three mana, and at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you may pay a green, and if you do, draw a card. I love this card. Yeah, just nice way to uh, fix your draws and mm-hmm. draw additional cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah once, this, once this came out, I just threw it in my green decks right away. I just for was, sure. Yeah. yeah, like a creature-heavy green, ja- green deck? Perfect. Ooh, yeah. 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 All right, next up we have Escape to the Wilds. It's three, a red, and a green for a sorcery. Exile the top five cards of your library. You may play cards exiled this way until the end of your next turn. You may play an additional land this turn. 
I love this card. This card is really cool, and I'm really excited to play with it. I I put it in my Omnath Locus of Rage deck, and it is great. Yeah. The, the fact that you just let you can let those cards sit there until your next turn, and if they're instants, you can cast them in between. It's just, it's so much. You're drawing five cards for five, yeah. and if one of them's a land, you can you play, play it. it. Yeah. And you can play a land from your hand. Or if there are two lands, you can play both of them. Right? It's just. Or if there's three lands, you can still play one next turn too. <laughs> <laughs> it is just. It is. This card is so much value. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan of this card. I'm looking forward to playing it because it is a new addition. I haven't actually had the chance to cast it yet, but I thought it was a great inclusion. Oh yeah, no, it's it it is it's really really good. Cool card. Love it. Next up. All-star green card draw harmonize. Classic. Beer, 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 beer. <laughs> yeah, we have to get that sound effect in. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, harmonize. Oh boy. Two of anything and two green, just to draw three cards. Yep. Four mana, three cards. Gimme, Love gimme. It. Yeah, and again, I, I'm sure I've said this in some other episodes, but if if you guys are are uh, building a monocolor deck and you kind of want an effect that is not commonly found in that color. Go to go to like Gatherer or Card Kingdom and do a, a specific search for Planar Chaos. Yeah. And you can find all kinds of cards that oh, have been yeah. color shifted to do uh, to have effects that aren't normally found in those colors. And it can really make your deck hum like There's some harmonize. Weird, weird stuff out there. There is. There's some very <laughs> weird stuff. Great Pla- stuff for Planar Chaos. Stuff. Yeah, check yeah. it out. All right. Next up we've got Sithenal Wood Readers. What 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 is this card? Exactly. Mm, good. <laughs> so we're getting to that point. <laughs> um, okay, this is one of those kicker payoffs, but it also has some card draw attached to it. So it is two and a green for a human druid that has kicker for two and a green, so you can pay in as an additional cost. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, you draw two cards. So it's like a slightly more expensive Mull Drifter that's a 1-4. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is just one more mana, yeah. for sure. It doesn't have flying, but yeah. yeah. Uh, next up we have a Snake Umbra. It's two and a green for an aura. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has whenever this creature deals combat damage to an opponent. No. Just damage. That's a really Just, yeah, whenever really it deals a damage to an opponent, yeah. you may draw a card. And it has totem armor, so if enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. Yeah, and the reason I corrected you there is because when Halar is triggering and dealing damage to each opponent, you're drawing that many cards. I think yeah. you just corrected me because you think you're better than me. Mainly that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, Snake Umbra is an amazing card engine if you can start to like chain it together with kicking spells. Because like if you're playing against three opponents, you're drawing three cards every time you kick a spell, and you're likely going to find another kicker spell. Or you can throw Snake Umbra on uh, Goblin Sharpshooter and, and give it to Infect. Or um, not death touch. Okay. And you're just like, and you just start pinging creatures because every time a creature goes to the graveyard, you untap goblin sharpshooter, and then you just like draw cards every time. Is it? You is get it some stuff dam- going. But it has to deal damage to a, an opponent. <laughs> Snake Umbra. Yeah. Deals damage to. Kevin really just wanted to talk about opponent. his little combo there. That's all. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Are you talking about like, like um, what is it? Curiosity. No, no, no. I was no, curiosity is still player. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just talking about Goblin Sharpshooter because it untaps every time a creature goes to the graveyard. And I thought I could also draw cards instead of just wiping the board. Wiping the board wasn't enough for me. I also wanted to draw cards. I wanted to have both. But yes, yeah, Snake Umber is great. All the Umbers are good because 
you your creature doesn't die. Just a little bit of protection, mm-hmm. and that card draw is amazing. I've, Snake Armor works really good with. It's like a really high synergy card in this in this deck, and I've been a big fan of it. Like anytime I can get a Snake Armor, I'm like yes. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I, can, I can go all the way. <laughs> <clears throat> Start kicking my Kavu Titans. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty, so moving on now. Uh, in Commander, it's nice to have some spot removal because people are like to do other things that we don't like. It gets real greasy. It gets real greasy. Know. So, <laughs> to protect against that, we have a Shivan Fire, which is one red, and you can kick it for four. So for an instant, Shivan Fire deals two damage to target creature, and if you kick it, it deals four damage. Five mana for four damage? Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> that is fair. It's fair <laughs> magic right there. Oh, man, and this is where it goes really deep. <laughs> we're starting to get into that territory where it's like, yeah, this is some limited jank here. We're playing, we're playing shocks with slight upside in Commander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, next in line here, we've also got Burst Lightning, which was the original Shivan Fire, except it oh, can yeah. go to the face, which is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it so much better. But yeah, one red for an instant with kicker four, uh, two damage or four damage, but it can hit any target. Nice. Next up, we have a mold shambler. It's three and a green for a, a fungus beast. Look at that creature type. Creature. That's fungus a, beast. That's a mouthful. <laughs> a, uh, kicker one and a green. When Mold Shambler enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, destroy target non-creature permanent. I actually run a playset of these in my Popper um, Sultai Land Destruction deck. So nice. Yeah, I, I, I know, lands I, with it. Yeah, I know the power of this card. That's yeah. good. Yeah, you can hit a land. That's that's definitely nice. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, Beast Within, Green All-Star. Two of anything and a green for an instant. Destroy target permanent. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for you to start in that permanent, they do get a 3-3 green beast. It's token. a re- Yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> you got whatever was bad. Turn one of your lands into a beast. Hey. <laughs> All right, we've got Territorial Allosaurus. Yes, it is a dinosaur, and it's two green green for a 5-5 uh, that has kicker That's two and a green. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, this thing was a bomb in Limited. Yeah. In Dominary Limited, this thing was great. Um, so kicker two and a green. If he was kicked, or when he enters the battlefield, if he was kicked, he fights another target creature. That's some decent green removal. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I mean, it's nothing exceptional, but it's really that kicker that we care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh, fight with fire. It's two and a red for a sorcery. Uh, kicker five and a red. So that's a total of nine. nine. Oh my god. <laughs> Fight with fire deals five da- five damage to target creature. If this spell was kicked, it deals ten damage divided as you choose among any number of targets instead. Any number of targets. Any yeah. of them. <laughs> you can hit artifacts with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. legally. <laughs> Unless it was an artifact creature. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yes, that does that that does uh, make up for the nine um, mana cost because you can hit. It's yeah. like ten damage. Any like targets you can hit planeswalkers. That's it. That is very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the overload, which is one red for an instant, and you can kick it for two. Destroy target artifact if it's converted. Mana cost is two or less. If overload was kicked, destroy the artifact if the CMC was five or less. 
Ooh, great. Secret tech. <laughs> <laughs> Secret tech. <laughs> wow. What are you doing with my Chroma's memorial? Uh, be sad. Hopefully find my Vandal Blast. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like one in one in red for a braid. Yeah. <laughs> Target artifact. All right, we've got Viduran Emissary. This is a human wizard with kicker one in a red. Oh, sorry, I should read his converted mana yeah, class. Yeah, read. It's, <laughs> now it it's falls apart. two in a green for a 2-3 human wizard with kicker one and a red. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, destroy target artifact. And it can't be regenerated. So don't even try to regenerate your try to regenerate. That's fair. This, this works. This works pretty well. Yeah. I like this one because it has the kicker cost being a different mana co- or color as well. Just because? Just because, yeah. yeah. It's a nice, nice little combo there. Uh, yeah, and that was a whole... Um, that was a popular thing in the whole, like, Invasion Odyssey block era. Um, so you could just kind of splash for them and limit it, I think. Anyways, let's yeah. move on to the mass removal part of the deck. First up, we have Molten Disaster. It's X, red, red for a sorcery. The kicker cost is X. Uh, sorry, it, the kicker cost is red. Yeah, yeah. come on. If this spell was kicked, it has split second. Nice. As long as this spell is... Well, I'm not going to read split second, but Molten Disaster deals X damage to each creature with flying and each player. With, with Without second. flying. Yeah. Without flying. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it's essentially like an earthquake that you can give split second. Mm-hmm. For one red. That's for only good. one red. If I, could like, give, why wouldn't you? if I could pay one red for all my red spells to give them a split second... Oh, yeah. I would oh, do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That's really good. The only situation I, I could see probably is have like, less janky cards for this deck <laughs> if that was the case. I can see you maybe in a situation where like someone's health is like thirteen and you have like just enough mana to kill them. Mm-hmm. You do one less and give it a split second. You know, you're like, what do I do? Do I go for it? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you have Pilar, it definitely flips that symmetry. Oh, right, yeah. because it it is a symmetrical effect. You're dealing yourself the damage as well, but Pilar is you know as assuming it survives after the molten disaster. Because um, it's it, a kicker it's, spell, yeah, like, it, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna break that symmetry by doing a little bit more damage to to your opponents. It's cool. Yeah, Halar yeah, is kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, one of my favorite cards. Actually, I love this red card. So we have Comet Storm, which is an instant. Uh, it's X and two red, and it has a multi kicker of one, so you can pay any times. So you choose target creature or player. Then choose another target creature or player for each time Common Storm was kicked. And then you just deal X damage to all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this can be just like a mass player removal. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's like a lot of like sticky things on the board, that's really good too. Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah, I really like Common Storm a lot. Yeah. wasn't quite sure how to categorize it, whether I wanted spot removal or mass removal. But I figured, you know, if you, you can do mass removal with that one. You, you, could, yeah. you could definitely sweep the board with this. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could... I I've been in games where I've been killed by Common Storm. One hundred percent. It's yeah. it's definitely one of the strongest win conditions in this deck. Yeah. Especially if you pair it with one of our one of the later cards that we'll get to. One of the creatures. Ooh. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler okay. alert. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Vandalblast. Just a red staple. In yep. Commander. Uh, yes. Yeah. Red for a sorcery. Destroy target artifact you don't control, or you can overload it for four and a red to change that. Uh, target to each yeah mm-hmm. next up we have a breath of daragas it's one in a red for a sorcery with kicker two 
uh, like two colorless mana. Breath of Dargaz deals one damage to each creature without flying and each player. If this spell was kicked, it deals four damage to each creature without flying and each player instead. Secret tech. Five mana for four damage to everything ain't bad. Yeah. Well, well, that's a good... four, four mana for four damage to everything. Yeah. Four. And, yeah, sorry, yeah. four. Yeah. And like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but like there's so many times where, you know, we all have boards and, you know, four damage to all of our creatures is pretty devastating. It can be, you know? Yeah. Ooh, another cool one. Uh, Chandra's Ignition. So this is three of anything and two red for a sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. Yeah, this, this is also a win. This can be a win condition. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this in my Animar deck too, so it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is a good card. Pairs pairs nicely with Vigor too, because if you target Vigor... Oh, man. And it's going to deal damage to Halar and just give it a bunch of counters, and then you <laughs> then you kick a spell and just go deal, nuts. deal... Yeah, just go Gross. nuts from there. So, nice combo there. That's a cool combo. All right, now we're moving on to the protection section. Just a little bit of protection for Halar, because again, like, not full Voltron, but uh, we care enough about Halar being on the battlefield that I wanted to dedicate some slots for mm-hmm. uh, keeping him around. Yeah. So we've got Vines of Vastwood. This is a green instant. Uh, so green uh, for kicker, green. Target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities, so it gets hexproof. Um, uh, your opponent's control. If Vines of Vastwood would be kicked... That creature gets plus four, plus four in, until end of turn. Just a nice way to make Halar thick and get a nice cheap kicker activation yeah. out of it. Yeah, I feel like it's mainly the cheap kicker activation you're looking for. That's that card. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Vines of Vastwood is great in any, um, like, I run a Vines of Vastwood in my Edric deck just mm-hmm. as a way to protect Edric from yeah. spot removal. Exactly. Right? Giving yeah. giving your commander hexproof is, is very powerful. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> doing double duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, we have Swiftfoot Boots. It is, uh, in case you don't know, it's two mana for an equipment. Equipped creature has hexproof and haste, and the equip cost is a one. Next up is Lightning Greaves, which is two mana. Equip creature has haste and shroud. Equip zero. And then we've got Inspiring Call. This is two and a green for an instant that says draw a card for each creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it, or each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it, and those creatures gain indestructible until end of turn. So if, I mean, if Halar has a counter on it, at the very least it's replacing itself and giving it indestructible. So just a pretty solid card. I think that's really good in this deck because, like, the other one that people run a lot is Solidarity of Heroes, I think. And it's, like, one of anything in green to make all your creatures indestructible and hexproof. No, that's Heroic Intervention. Heroic Intervention. There yeah, we go. Thank you. Yeah, control get hexproof. And, and indestructible. Indestructible. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this still makes you guys indestructible. Um, and Halar is usually going to have a plus one, plus one counter on it. So, it's like, you might as well run this instead of, yeah. Yeah, if you want to save some money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. Heroic Intervention is like 10? approaching $20 now. Ooh. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's wow. a great card. It's a fantastic card. It's yeah. like a blue counterspell. Yeah. 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 Or a green. Green. Counterspell. <laughs> no, counterspell is a blue counterspell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next section we have here is enablers. Riley, you're an enabler. All right? Yeah, I try not. You're to enabling my, ma- my magic addiction. <laughs> right now. Yeah, I just wanted to make this section just to kind of be... One of those sections that, like, I don't know, these are the cards that don't really fit anywhere else, but they have kickers, so I care enough about them. (laughs) Yeah, of course. 
so the first card here is Varix Bladewing. It's two and two red for a legendary creature dragon, 4-4. Four, four. Its kicker cost is three. It has flying. When Varix Bladewing enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create a... Uh, create Carrick's Bladewing. It's, it's a little on the nose. A legendary 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token with flying. Oh, so yeah. you can only do one. You uh-huh. can only do one. Because yeah. the other one's going to die if you do, if you try and do two. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I like the card a lot, actually. Yeah, this was like a limited bomb. Oh, yeah. also it was yeah. good in standard at the time. I was playing a lot on Arena. Oh, yeah? I had a really sweet dragon deck, and nice. this guy was doing work. Nice. Thick boy. Thick boy. Next up, <laughs> the Kavu Titan, which we did hear about the Kavus in the lore, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. So. yeah. On point. Yeah. It doesn't even really look like a Kavu in the uh, in the in Halar's art, but yeah, know. compared to these, but yeah, it's close. Yeah, you know. So one of anything in a green for a two-two Kavu, uh, you can kick it for two of anything in a green. If Kavu Titan was kicked, it enters the battlefield with three one-one counters on it with trample. Nice. Yeah. It gains trample that battle. And with trample, yeah, cool. And next up, we've got Untamed Kavu, which was from Dominaria. Actually, ah. And this is basically Ooh, yeah. like the updated version of Kavu Titan. So it's one and a green for a Kavu 2-2. Two, two. It has kicker for three. It's got vigilance and trample. And if unsamed Kavu was kicked, it enters the battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. Nice. Next up, we have Deathrite Shaman. Just kidding. It's Death Forge Shaman. <laughs> it is a, it's four and a red for a creature Ogre Shaman, a 4-3. It has multi-kicker for a red. When Deathforge Shaman enters the battlefield, it deals damage to target player equal to twice the number of times it was kicked. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So That's really good. You've just got a bunch of red mana that you really want to slap somebody in the face with, and this is your guy. Sweet. <laughs> got some more oh, Dominaria yeah. stuff coming up here with Grun the Lonely King. Mm. Four of anything, two green for a legendary creature. Ape Warrior. It's a 5-5. Five, five. You can kick it for three more. If Grun the Lonely King was kicked, it enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever Grun attacks alone, double its power and toughness until end of turn. I wish my, I wish, I wish my nickname was Grun. It but can be. You, you can, no, you can't give yourself a nickname. I can I can nickname you Grun. No, it's, uh, I've Grun. already asked to be Grun. If you call me Grun, it's, it's, it's all right, sort Grun. of... Uh, I understand. Don't call me Grun. You know what? <laughs> now that I've now. now that I've been called Grun, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, now that you've heard it out loud, yeah. <laughs> it has to be organic. <laughs> Which is a good a, a good uh, deterrent. So if anyone is like giving you or if you're worried about it, more so if, if you're worried about anyone that might give you a nickname, if you just say, Hey, call me like, you know, fatty or something, then like they're not gonna want to call you fatty because like you can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah, whatever, fatty. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's like you beat a real grunt, the lonely king. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you go attack alone? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next, another staple from Invasion. We've got Thicket Elemental. Thick. (laughs) So three green green will get you an elemental, uh, four four elemental. Is it thick? Oh, it's so thick. It's got kicker for one and a green, and when Thicket Elemental enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, you may reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. 
If you do, put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle all other cards revealed this way into your library. Huh. And yes, it still hasn't been errated to put those cards on the bottom. You have to shuffle your library. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Thicket, <laughs> they thicket should, Elemental. Um, you know what? They should errat it to, to if you reveal all thick creatures, you get to put them into your hand. <laughs> thick creatures are toughness five or more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, notably with Thicket Elemental, like... This deck has a lot of... Well, we just read through a couple of them. Untamed Kavu and Kavu Titan. Yeah. If you hit that, you're not really loving it because you're not going to be able to kick those spells. So right, yeah. It's, it's kind of got some, like, non-bows, but it, it's a form of card advantage in a sense, and it right. is a kicker spell itself. So. Yeah. All right, next up we have Gitu Chronicler. It's one and a red for a human wizard. Kicker costs three and a red. When Gitu Chronicler enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So yeah, this gets you the um, kicker activation on Halar, but it also gets it also replaces itself, yep. right? Which is always good. Yep. Get back <clears throat> your protection spells if you need to use and such like that. Yep. So. Or get back your Comet Storm, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get back like yes. a thick enabler. Thick. That's <laughs> pretty thick. Next up, ooh, Goblin Bushwhacker. This is just a <laughs> staple everywhere. Digging deep. Love it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Goblin Bushwhacker is awesome. Uh, so it's one red for a Goblin Warrior 1-1. One, one. Kicker is just one red. When Bushwhacker enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, creatures you control get plus one plus own oh, gain haste until end of turn. Definitely not a very good creature in Commander. Nope. But... <laughs> but you know sometimes it's good in this deck I yeah think. sometimes Halar gets knocked out and you have to bring it back from the command zone and it's nice to just get off to a head start by giving it haste and kicking it right mm -hmm. yeah and so it, it's it's kind of nice in that sense I usually keep it back in my hand and just use it as a cheap kicker enabler that's really nice because then you can just like pump up right away yeah yeah next we've got Verbaloth the Ancient this is a legendary creature tree folk a 4-7 it's got kicker X and sapperling creatures and other tree folks get plus one, plus one. Oh, there's been a lot of those in this deck so far. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd classify this as a thick boy. Yeah. Um, I'd probably classify all tree folk as pretty thick. Have you ever seen a tree trunk? Yeah. Yeah, they're, it's thick. Yeah, I've, I've had a real <laughs> problem trying to knock it down before, so. But when Vertiloth the Ancient, <laughs> when Vertiloth the Ancient enters the battlefield... If it was kicked, put X one one green sapling creature tokens onto the battlefield. Just a nice, easy one card way to go wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next up, we have Wolfbriar Elemental. It's two and two green for an elemental uh, four four. It has multi kicker for a single green. When Wolfbriar Elemental enters the battlefield, create a two two green wolf creature token for each time it was kicked. So that's also a good way to go yeah. wide. So like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just keep thinking like every time these spells <laughs> get kicked, Halar gets more counters and everyone's getting more damage. It's just yeah. like each opponent. <laughs> go, Even oh if it was God. like target opponent, it would still be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But each yeah. opponent is each, just each opponent so opponent is devastating. Definitely pushes it over the top. Yeah. 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 It's just like who's at the least life? Uh, okay, you're dead. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get some more synergy in here with plus one counters. That's the next category. So strength of the Tajuru. X and two green for an instant with a multi-kicker of one as well. 
Choose target creature, then choose another target creature for each time strength of the Tajuru was kicked. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Put X plus one plus one counters on each of them. You can just make your whole team just big and swole. You can. Yeah, just another Just like they ate a lot of potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Enable Har and more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got mm-hmm. Grumgully the Generous. Yeah, I like that you put Grumgully in here. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Grumgully's great. Which, de- which deck was this in? In the Commander set this year? Oh, was this th- in your this... deck? No, no. no this, is, this is from Throne of Eldraine. Oh, it is from Throne of Eldraine. That's yeah. right. This is an uncommon oh, legendary you know creature for g- my uncommon legendary commander I, deck. You know what? I was getting <laughs> I confused with that... Uh, with that um, the uh, legendary creature that was in your deck... This year for Commander. Oh, the Grismald. One. Grismald, yes. Oh, there you go. Grumgully, Grismald. Yeah, I see what you That's yeah. fair. Yeah. But Grumgully is a legendary goblin creature shaman. Oh, it's a, a mouthful. It's a 3 3 for one red and green. And each other non human creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter. And I don't think I have a single human in this deck. Oh. Wow. So there you go. Nice. Sweet. Giving everything an extra counter. Just humanoids. All right, next up we have Evolutionary. Get two Chroniclers a human. Escalation. <laughs> you, <know what? laughs> you said it, I had to check. You're right. That was fast. You I said it in You challenged thing. me. <laughs> that was very fast. Yeah, but Get two Chroniclers is also a 1 3, so that's yeah. <laughs> really don't give a Evolutionary Escalation is one in a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put three 1-1 counters on target creature you control and three 1-1 counters on target creature an opponent controls. Can you Ooh, yeah. give me the counters, Riley? Yeah, for sure. No. Nice. Over here. Yeah. Too late. Already, too big. We already made a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Notably, you have to have targets. Otherwise, it doesn't Right. Doesn't yes. It's not like up to. Yeah. 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 Next, we've got a big old green staple. Vigor. Oh, yeah. Remember how expensive Vigor used to be? Yeah. Oh, thick. Oh, man. This guy's thick. <laughs> so three of anything and three green for an elemental invocation. Uh, six, six, trample. If damage would be dealt to another creature you control, prevent that damage. Put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature for each one damage prevented this way. You know, I don't... If you hadn't said anything about the non-humans, I wouldn't have to say this, but it's an <laughs> elemental incarnation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like v- vigor is like... just like vigor is so stupid yeah, yeah it's also, so stupid good it's put in the graveyard from anywhere you just shuffle in your library yeah, yeah. on top of that mm-hmm. that's yeah, gross deck me now yeah it's just oh man i hate vigor <laughs> next up we have uh nissa voice of zendikar it's one and two green for a Planeswalker, Nissa, it's plus one. No, Sorry about that, Riles. We skipped you. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll start over. You'll give me the next one? Yeah. Yeah, it's plus one is create a zero one green plant creature token. Her minus two is put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. And her minus seven is you gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control. This Nissa was a was great in limited. Oh yeah. I love but, this Nissa. But yeah, just being able to plus each creature. Uh, on the field is is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we've got Hardened Scales. So for a green, you'll get an enchantment that says, if one or more plus one plus one counters would be placed on a creature you control, that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. So just whenever yeah. you're triggering, 
Hello? One extra. Yeah, one extra. It's getting thicker. One extra. Next up we have Forgotten. One extra works really well with the next card. Yeah, Forgotten yeah. Ancient. It's three and a green for an elemental, zero three. Whenever a player casts a spell, you may put a one one counter on Forgotten Ancient. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of one one counters from Forgotten Ancient onto other creatures. Oh, onto other creatures? I don't think I've ever actually looked at Forgotten Ancient. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, it's a really good card. <laughs> Man, that, that versatility is just it's really good. You got hardened scales out there, like four or five <laughs> spells are cast. Just like give Ten me a minute here. On there. Yeah. I have to throw <laughs> those all onto Let Halar. Me. <laughs> yeah. And then you do like two kicker spells. Yep. That's like twenty five damage to everyone's face. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, next up, Bow of Nylia. One of anything in two green for a legendary artifact. Enchantment artifact. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. And then for one of anything in a green, you can tap it to choose one. Put a one on counter on a creature. Uh, Bow of Nylia deals two damage to target creature with flying. You can gain three life. Or you can also put up to four target cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. And Death Touch with Trample is is uh, really good. Uh, really good little. Really combo. Good combo. Combo. It's uh, a good combo. It's a good combo. Good combo. Right? All right, we've got next up Retreat to Kazandu. Kazan. Kazandu. <laughs> does don't have to say it like so, that. <laughs> that's how you have to pronounce it. That's how you have to say it. <laughs> you just like add a car job. Kazandu. <laughs> No, I'm not going to spell like, it for you. It's Kazandu. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you, you realize that's the only way I'm going to pronounce it. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope you don't have to buy singles of it going yeah. forward. Yeah. But why would you? So for, <laughs> for two and a green, we get an enchantment with landfall. So whenever land enters the battlefield, we can either put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature or gain two life. Nice. Versatility. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Okay, the next section we have here is enchantments. Enhancements. It is enhanced. It is. Yeah, because the first thing is... Enhance. Gotcha. <laughs> there are no enchantments in the enhancements category. Correct. Yes, that's what my uh, <laughs> stipulation was We should have just there. let him go. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. That would have been more entertaining. Because um, <laughs> everyone already thinks I'm an Sorry. idiot, so it's fine. Uh, okay, so the first card we have in enhancements is <laughs> Neheb the Eternal. It's three and two red for a legendary creature, zombie minotaur warrior. He's a four six. He has afflict three. Whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses three life. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, add a red to your mana pool for each one life your opponents have lost this turn. With Halar? Yep. <laughs> that's like if you got like an X spell. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. so much. Yeah, you have a comet storm. Oh, it works really well gross. with Deathforge Shaman too. Yeah. You just pump all that red mana into Deathforge Shaman and knock somebody out, and yeah, it's 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 pretty. Uh, that's explosive. so gross. Yeah, like Neheb is Neheb is a great um, uh, ramp card for mono red, but with 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 what you're doing oh, with Halar, every time yeah. you cast a kicker spell, you're just getting you're just banking mana. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. and then Halar's so big to begin with, so you you send them both in in combat and just get a little bit more mana. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it it just gets out of hand with no the kidding. So next up, we have the Grafted Exoskeleton. So four of anything for a artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus two and has infect. Whenever grafted exoskeleton becomes unattached from a permanent, sacrifice that permanent. Costs two to equip. Mm-hmm. 
And I really, I put this in here because I can imagine a game where Halar is just getting knocked down and knocked down and I can't quite stick it. So get a grafted exoskeleton. It's just that much easier to finish everybody off, right? Yeah. Dealing damage with infect. Yeah, because it just says deals damage, not yeah. combat damage. Exactly. So, yeah. so you only have to deal 10. Yeah. That's dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got Teamer Sabretooth. This is one of my favorite pet cards. Me too. Uh, yeah. 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 Teamer Sabretooth. <laughs> well, the fact that they did colon, right? If yeah. they had done like a tap or something... You know, just a way to reuse my <laughs> janky kicker creatures. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> for sure. So Teamer Sabretooth is two green green for a cat, you know, uh, for three creature. For one and a green, you may return another creature you control to its owner's hand. And if you do, Teamer Sabretooth gains indestructible until end of turn. Nice little okay. bonus. Yeah, mm -hmm. just a way to bounce and reuse janky creatures. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Next up, we have Strionic Resonator. It's two uh, colorless mana for an artifact, and the activated ability is you pay two tap, copy target triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy, so you can tar you can target uh, Halar's triggered ability, yep. which is always good. Yeah, and Strionic Resonator is fantastic in any commander deck where your commander um, has a triggered ability. So yeah, because you can just get more procs off of it. Yeah, so. it's a very it, it's kind of a narrow card, but it's very very powerful yeah. when 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 applicable. <clears throat> so we have a few more cards here. Some cards labeled as high synergy. Hi, hi. Zenikar Resurgent, just a green all star here. Five <laughs> million <laughs> and two green. <laughs> For enchantment, whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced, and also whenever you cast a creature spell. Draw a card. Oh, yeah. Good power. Next up, we've got Verdant Confluence. This is for four green green. You get a sorcery that says choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. You can either put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. You can return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Or you can search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. I just like the idea of being able to have that flexible ability to either ramp if you need to, yeah. put plus one, plus one counters on Halar, or just return permanents from the graveyard. Right, yeah. No, I'll, yeah, the whole Confluence cycle is yeah. is, is uh, very good, especially if you're in uh, a monocolored strategy or monocolored deck, I should say. All right, next up we have the Great Henge. It is seven and two green for a legendary artifact. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. You can tap it to add two green to your mana pool, and you gain two life. And whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it and draw a card. This, this card's just... This, this card, card is the nuts. So good. It is so nuts. It's so good. <laughs> I love this card. I was at uh, our LGS the other day and noticed that that card is at 20 bucks. Yep. Oh, no way. It's yeah. getting up there. Wow. Yeah. Especially with Oko leaving the format. Like, I, it, it will give Great Hands the opportunity to shine. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, and it's like, it, like this is a commander staple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, so let's move on to the least interesting part of any deck <laughs> is the lands. Yeah, just... Uh, Pick out some that are kind of... Yeah, we have five mountains and ten forests. Yep. But we have 38 lands in total. What are so, some of your spiciest lands you got in here, Riley? I'm really 
really anything that can help add a plus one plus one counter. So we've got things like Orin Reef the Vastwood mm. uh, that you can tap to put a plus one plus one counter on each green creature that entered the battlefield this turn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other things like Llanowar Re- Reborn has Graft one. Or, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. so Graft one basically means like if a creature enters the battlefield, you can choose whether or not you want to move a counter to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And notably, you can do this on anybody's creature. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. You can target anyone's, <laughs> yeah. a- any creature entering the battlefield. Uh, Opal Palace is also really good, and it, Opal Palace does stack mm-hmm. with with uh, the amount of times you cast Halar. Opal mm-hmm. Palace is also a really good card in really any Voltron uh, deck because, you know, you're, you're getting a 1-1 counter for each time the commander's been cast, the creature's been cast. Yeah. From the command zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got, you know, you've got the, uh, you've got, like, the standard, like, duels. Yeah. Um, got stuff that's fetchable with Farseek, that's really... That's right, yeah. That's important, yeah. like, Stomping Ground, Cinderglade. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one from Amonkhet that is a cycling land, that's a Sheltered uh, Thicket. Sheltered Thicket, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you just want to, like, one-shot somebody with Halari, you've got Rogue's Passage. For sure. Yeah. Oh, was good. Actually, I added that in after listening to one of your episodes. Uh, how much you like Rogue's Passage? And I was like, yeah, no, I, I think I think that's worth it. Yeah, cool. Right, you know, yeah, it's a good card. Nice. <laughs> Hashtag good card. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, this yeah, this deck is um, it's it's a lot of fun to play against. I'm sure it's a lot of fun to pilot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, we 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 definitely saw that commander. And we were like, this is good. this is like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have, I have a lot of fun playing it. It's it's pretty unique. It always feels like you're playing some form of weird multiplayer limited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because you've just got a fistful of really stupid spells that shouldn't be played in commander, but mm-hmm. it works somehow. Yeah, <laughs> it does work. And I think like as long as you've got Halar on the battlefield and you keep like kind of taking him up, yeah, then. It's working. That's and, yeah. and and I think like people that haven't played against it before, they'll see Halar and they'll just be like, Meh. All right, that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, okay, kicker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get him get him with my <clears throat> goblin bushwhacker. Right, because kicker has like historically been kind of a um it, it, it sort of always seems like the kicker cost is uh it doesn't provide you with the adequate amount of value that you're paying for most um, of the time yeah. most of the time uh you are getting a lot of impact for the kicker but it's almost it, it always feels like it's one or two mana more mm-hmm. than that effect would cost you but i think the best way to think about kicker is that you it's it's on one card normally you get the effect of a kicker card spread across two cards right yeah so you are getting an effect that's on a card yeah yeah like destroying <laughs> an artifact or Mm-hmm. I think it, it's really at home in limited where of course. you want something to do early in the game and you want something to do later in the game and it just helps fill both those roles in one card. Yeah, I yeah, I think a great way to think about kicker is that it is a modal spell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, got a couple questions. I'm uh, just wondering your ideas on... I was thinking of a couple cards that could maybe work in the deck. Mm, just yeah. want your thoughts there. Um, since Halar with more counters on it does more damage... What about the good old spell, Increasing Savagery? Yeah, and we were talking a little bit about this before the podcast, but 
I, I like the idea that increasing seven. Do you, do you mind reading it off there? Yeah, let's go for it. So it's two of anything and two green for a sorcery. You put five one one counters on target creature. If this spell was cast from a graveyard, put ten one one counters on that creature. The flashback cost is seven mana. Yeah. So for seven mana, you get ten counters. And I could see that being pretty explosive. Um, I'm kind of wary about putting in things that are kind of like one shot put a plus one, plus one counter on things, mm-hmm. uh, unless it has some other kicker synergy. But I, I could definitely see it, because flashback, I think that makes a big difference, just in the sense that, like, if I use it once, it's, fine. It's Hilar, two cards. Yeah, Hilar yeah. goes back to the command zone, comes back out. Now I can put ten counters on it. So I think totally. that could be a pretty explosive play. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something worth considering. Cool. Uh, and the other one that I was kind of thinking of would be Cloudstone Curio. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's three of anything for an artifact, and whenever a non-artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may return another permanent you control that shares a permanent type uh, to its owner's hand. Yeah, I like that idea because then you could just like kick a bushwhacker, bounce a Kavu Titan, there you go. <laughs> and then yeah. just next turn play my Kavu Titan, bounce my uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, bushwhacker, and, and just like flip them back and forth. That's a pretty cool idea. I like mm. that. And you get yeah. the reusable. Um, Bushwhackers, if you need to make things haste and stuff. You yep. can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, similar thing to what kind of Teamer Sabretooth is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Without costing you mana. It's a little bit different, of course, because you do have to, like, time out when you want these things to enter the battlefield and return and stuff as well, too. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to bring this episode to a close. And uh, we just want to thank you, Riley, for coming on and sharing this deck with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, sure. for hanging out. We like this deck a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like playing against it. Um, we should do that sometime where we just, like, you get to choose somebody's deck and you get to, pl- you get oh, to yeah. pilot it. Because yeah. we never do that. That's yeah, true. we should do yeah, that. I'd be down for that. Yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, we've all played against each other's decks enough times to be like, I want to play Eric's Animar deck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um <clears throat> But if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on, um, uh, it's funny, I still have to look at my phone to, uh, uh, you can find us on Instagram at turn one soaring the podcast. And, uh, I'm on Instagram at command beacon. And, uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at turn one soaring the podcast at gmail.com. Riley, where can we find you on social media? So yeah, I'm on Twitter at Riles Dayton. Uh, so R I L E S D E I G H T O N. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um, we are currently doing our uh, November giveaway, which is going to wrap up pretty soon. It's uh, November's almost over now, and we are giving away three packs of... um, uh, No, we're giving away two packs. We're giving away one pack. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving giving away one pack of Cold Snap to uh, two... Uh, lucky winners. Yeah. Cold so uh, you can you can enter that. Uh, winter's here. By fine. That's right. Winter is uh, winter is not even coming. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. You can enter that giveaway uh, by finding the Instagram post for that on our Instagram page, and all the details are going to be there. So um, you know I don't need to get into them right now. Um, and uh, you know you can find us on Spotify or iTunes or um, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and you know, wherever you do that, rate and review us. You know, give us give us like a good give us like five stars. Slam that yeah, five star button. A nice thick review. Give us yeah, give yeah. us a thick review. Go, there we go. Give us a Halar level review. Yeah. What would Halar do? <laughs> WWHD. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Halar the Fire Fletcher. What would they do? Yeah. Right? 
That's right. That's a that's a that's a callback right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, callback number. I kick yes. It. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah. Thank you again, Riley, for coming on the show, and uh, thank. Uh, thank you to all of you who listen. It means a lot to us. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah. Riley, do you appreciate them? I do. Nice. We appreciate you, Riley. Yeah. Appreciate all around. I appreciate me. I listen to this show, so I, I appreciate me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talk to you later, everybody. Stay jazzy. Make good choices. Turn one, soul one.